Hi, we're Hurtado, and you're listening to KU Radio. From the University of Utah, you're listening to Local for Locals, a KU Radio production where we talk with local musicians, emerging artists, and underground visionaries about new music, upcoming shows, and getting to know the people behind the local music scene right here in Salt Lake City. I'm your co-host, Connor. I'm Rennie. And today we're back with another episode of Local for Locals. Today we're joined by the band Hurtado, who just came fresh off the release of their EP. Well, thank you guys for coming into the studio. Um, Would you like to introduce yourselves and what you play in the band? Sure. Um, I'm Sam. I play guitar and I sing and write the songs. I'm Simon. I play drums. All right, and we're missing a few members. And we're missing Will who plays also guitar, and we're missing a different Simon who plays bass. Two Simons in one band. Two Simons in one band. I know, crazy. How do you cope with that reality? It's like it's Paulo and Griffin, or (laughs) Pyman and Jimon, or number one, number two. Number one, number two. It's tough. Who decides which one's number one and which one's number two? (laughs) I think for a while... It was it was alpha and beta, but that got really dicey. I felt like it's a little dehumanizing for a forum. So, yeah, that's how we cope with it. <laughs> <laughs> was there like a lot of tension in the band that resulted from that? Like, is there any like riffs forming? Maybe like tension in your lyrics about it? <laughs> yeah, every song we've ever made is actually about how there's two Simons in the band, and yeah how we really just got to get it together and be friends. Yeah. No, it's actually okay. <laughs> it's 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 all good. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to talk a little about your music? Um, maybe what's it about and, like, the genre? How is it going to make people feel? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we just put out REP on December 1st, and... I've like described it a ton of times as emo adjacent jangle pop. Um, just through like the recording process, I just was like, this is like a funny way or like a funny new genre. Like the Spotify like day playlist, like I felt like I'm just gonna make something silly and dumb like that. Um, but I think I don't know. I think that's a good way to describe it. It's like wannabe early Death Cab for Cutie. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or like male manipulator music. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when I think that, I think Death Grips. That, that is yeah, true. that's true. I mean, Death Cab for Cutie, Death Grips. Death Grips. I've never met anybody that listens to Death Grips that I like. So. Whoa. We got shade in the studio. Shade. <laughs> Sorry if I offended anybody. Well, any Death Grips uh, listeners out there, do not listen to Hurtado. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you see, if you come to our show, it's on site for you. We'll just, we can tell that you like Death Grips. Um, But yeah, I think it's it's largely inspired by like early 2000s indie rock, but also like a lot of jangle, jangle pop and like new wave, like the Sundays or like the Blue Nile or Prefab Sprout. Like um, I've... I've, like, described it before as, like, if Ben Gibbard really loved, like, really dramatic new wave, like, um, yeah, just, I think, thematically, like, I think, like, um, just, like, like, the tones we use or, like, the, 
the like the gear we use is is like reminiscent of like eighties or new wave stuff. But yeah. Nice. In your Spotify bio, I noticed just says jangle, and I want to ask you about that. <laughs> like, where does the jangle come from? I've never even heard of this genre of jangle pop. I I don't know where it came came from because I feel like kind of just started saying it one day. I yeah uh, I. I feel like it's this band called The Sundays that that I feel like when I first got heard, that I first heard was called Jangle Pop. Um, but I don't know. I it's I think it's the I think it's supposed to represent like the tonal quality of the guitar. How it's like not there's nothing very like abrasive about it. Um, it's just kind of like light and airy, but it's not like dream pop. It's just kind of like jangly and i johnny martone into a yeah into a genre yeah and i and i think jangle pop um is supposed to like reappropriate like 50s and 60s like vocal melodies as well um with like like chorusy or like jangly guitar tones, which is something that like I don't think we use any fifties and sixties melodies, but I think like by definition, I think jangle pop is that. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I this isn't from your new EP, but I was wondering the sample that you used for like I think it's Electronic Bunny. Energizer Bunny. Energizer yeah. Bunny. I'm sorry. No, you're all good. <laughs> um, I had this old radio like a tube radio and I just um I recorded like all that song in my room after um after I finished interning at this studio in Provo called June Audio and I just tried to like use all the skills that I learned there to like track this whole song um so I just like put this mic up to this tube radio and like you can hear me like turn it on and then I just like messed with in between stations until I found like little clips that I liked um, and some of them are spliced together um, so there's two different ones I like, get at the beginning and at the end but like there were some crazy clips that like worked out <laughs> like thematically in the song like I think there's one that says um, like like reality from the past two years is like leaving somebody behind and like I don't know it's just crazy that I got to record that I don't know like the luck of that, yeah. of being played on the air while I was trying to, like, find something for this song is, was crazy. So. Now you're talking about it. I know. And now we're talking about it on the, on the air, full circle. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about the gear that you were using, talking about? What type of gear are you guys putting on with your shows and your recordings? Um, the most impressive is your amp. For sure, yeah. We I I work at Randy's Records downtown, and my first week there, I found this uh, 1977 Fender Super Reverb just in the back, and um, yeah, that's it's like a huge 75 pound amp that I just was lucky to find somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, I felt like that's just been the basis for, like, all of our songs is, like, this, like, huge, like, super clean, like, head, uh, like, lots of headroom, like, on this amp that I got to, I don't know. It's, like, so, I feel so lucky to have it. And, 
Yeah, Will uses Will uses like a Fender hot rod, I think. What does Simon Paul use? Like a rum, like a rumble, like a Fender rumble. We're big into the Fender amps for sure. Um, yeah. So is that the secret to the the jangle tone? Probably. Yeah, yeah. If you ever want to make jangle pop, just buy buy five Fender amps and then choose which one you <laughs> like for the day. Yeah. Some chorus pedaling, you said. Yeah, that's all you need. Any aspiring musicians out there? It's all about the gear. It's all about the gear. It's true. <laughs> you don't. Music, you don't have to be good. Actually, you just need to buy like expensive gear, and then you can just pretend that you're good. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what would you say to the opposing people? Buy like, more gear. But <laughs> 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 like, yeah, your your jazz skill is pretty cool, but like. <laughs> you do jazz? Okay, check out my Fender Reverb. <laughs> cool. Yeah, just kidding. You can also practice, and it's okay too it if you better, want. But we don't know theory. Yeah, I don't know any theory. <laughs> practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect, and a perfect practice is with a Fender amp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, we actually have that printed out and laminated in our practice space, and we all have to like say it like the Pledge of Allegiance before we start. Um, that's what caused the tension in the band the furthest. Having to say the <laughs> Every time, yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> There's music that plays in the background too. Yeah, it's like big. It's like Soviet music. <laughs> well, getting back on track to the, uh, <laughs> to the EP, I had some questions about that. Yeah. Um, so, did you go into making the EP with kind of a certain like theme in mind that tied the songs together, or was it just kind of a collection of songs that you like made fit together? Like, what was the process of kind of conceptualizing the EP? Um. All the songs were written around the same time and then recorded together, too. Um, so I guess they're, like, I think maybe subconsciously there's, like, there's, like, themes to it. Um, yeah, I think that I just, like, got out of, like, a really long and, like, strenuous, like, two-year relationship, like, fresh out of high school, and I think when you're, like, 18 to 20 is, like, you're, like, a million different people, and you're, like, you're kind of deciding which kind of person you want to be, um, and it's hard when you're, like, in a relationship with somebody, and you're, like, growing and changing together, um, so that's what I kind of wanted to, like, capture is, like, those kind of, like, weird feelings, and, um, a lot of the sounds and like the the like tones, of course, the jangle it put it that I put into it. Um, I got to like spend some time like away from music and like travel this summer, um, and I spent like a ton of time just like listening to music by myself and just walking around. Um, so like bands like Dive um, and Oso Oso and like the Blue Nile and like the Sundays and Cocteau Twins, I just like felt like, oh, this is what like independence or this is what like trying to figure out who I am like by myself sounds like because I was like very much alone for the first time. Um, and I got to kind of put those into a context of like a fresh out of a breakup, like 
songwriting, um, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, and I, I really felt grateful that on how it turned out and how, how we got to record it all together. Um, I think in the past, I very much had like weird, like isolated recording sessions with our past songs where I was just like, all right, we're gonna hang out like one-on-one -on -one and we're gonna record like your instrument. Um, yeah, and this time it was like everybody got to write on it and everybody got to record on it with me. More people worked on it too. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just you and Cam working on it. Yeah, we had, we had, um, a ton of people work on it. We had Cam from Sun Hills recorded. Patchwork um, Audio. Patchwork Audio. Yeah. Go Patchwork. Um, recorded drums and bass for us. And then Max Schoenfeld and Evan Pack from uh, their bands called World's Worst and Body of Leaves. They helped us record guitars. Um, and then I recorded vocals with Eric Salazar and... Um, Davis McBride from Wilbur and he, Eric's project is called Obabo. It was just like all my friends together too that like I felt like very metaphorically held by everybody while working on it. It was it was awesome. It was super super awesome. Yeah. Do you have more questions about the EP? Okay. That was, um, a, that was a good answer. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool to hear about all the collaborations and you know what goes into it and how it's different from the singles you've released before that. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, like, I just had so much more fun, too, just, like... I think Max's uh, studio was definitely, like, the most, like... It felt like we were really doing something cool. Yeah. Um, the, the Guitar Tone Day. And working with Max and Evan, they're such talented people. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I, I just felt like, I think, working on stuff before, I think, like, coming out of, like... Uh, like an internship mindset is like you just got to like spend a lot of time with like an engineer who knows more than you do and like just kind of like follow whatever they say is like the way to do things. Um, but I think this time around I was like, well, everybody has to start somewhere and I got to start somewhere like with all my friends. Um, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> just having fun with your friends. And I think I got to like kind of, relax about like a lot of pressures that I was putting on myself too and just like I don't know just have fun with my friends and, and make make the songs and record them together so yeah so is your music production looking different when you're um, making all the songs yourself than when you're performing with other recording with other people like what's your songwriting process like like as far as like songwriting process or like production process like or oh, my bad um you could do one or the other okay or both. <laughs> i think i think the songwriting process didn't change i think we because we write together before we do anything it's like it's it's basically like you come in with lyrics and the guitar part and then we try and figure out like how to make it sound the most Hurtado-y. Yeah. Jangly. Jangly. <laughs> well, Hurtado-y for sure. Yeah, I think... I think I don't like things to change after we work on them together. And I think sometimes to my detriment, I think, like, I think songs should be able... To, I think I had to learn, like, this 
through the EP, like songs can change in the recording process, and that's like okay. Um, so I I do think like this time around, especially like I was like, oh, we can change things after we've like played them live for like three months, and like it's it's actually fine, and it like improves the song, and it's not that big of a deal. Makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that was. That was like one of the biggest like I think artistry takeaways that I got to like learn this time that it's okay to change stuff. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not personal, at least it's not a big of a deal. I don't know why it was like I don't know why I was holding on to that for so long. But Words of the Wise by Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't practice, change your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What was the uh, like the biggest example of like a change? Like you mentioned playing a song live for three months and then changing it. Like, uh, what was kind of the hardest example of that you've had to to do? I think in the EP there's two that I can think of, and then I don't know if you can think of any I either. Think Crutch um, and Go Again. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of too. I think like with Crutch, the the just like huge guitar tones like weren't ever there. No. Um, it was just like we would get to that point in like the chorus and we'd just like play it. Got, it. it got weaker. Yeah, it was yeah, it was just like kind of lame. But I like loved that part. And it's, then it's so much fun. <laughs> and and I think Max was like was like, yeah, like you can like play it this way, but like then the song goes nowhere and then it's like kind of lame. Um I think I needed someone to be like that real with me that I was like, like if you keep doing this like it's just lame. Everyone needs a Max who's just gonna say screw you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, once once we like added those like huge tones, I was like, this is this is way more how I like I imagine this in my head too. Um, and then I think with Go Again, there was like a guitar part that changed too, but like there's like a vocal like refrain what is it like harmonization are you, are you in the chorus I think are you thinking of Cupid's Quiver with the I think you're thinking of Cupid's Quiver oh am I yeah oh wait <laughs> no wait and no and go again right in the chorus there's like a bunch of like layered vocals that I put on yeah, on the I'm going yeah yeah okay cool sorry <laughs> Um, and that was, I don't know, that was just like in my room and I just was like, oh, I, this feels empty. I want to add this in. And I don't even think we do it live, but I just like, I just like one of those things where I was like, oh, I just like feel like I'm in like this flow state and I just want to like add this part. Um, yeah. And I don't know, just adding it felt really like freeing as well. So, Yeah. Talking about your live shows, do you have any upcoming events that you're doing? Our, the big ones are, we're playing like a prom themed show in Logan. That'll be fun. It's kind of far. Um, and then we're playing this emo festival in April on 420. And that'll be super fun with like a lot of our good friends. Uh, like Summer 2000 and Melancholy Club um, and Head Portals. Um, and that'll be super, super fun. I'm really excited for that one. So, yeah. 
yeah, we just kind of, I think we're kind of chilling because we, we had like our big EP release and then we just played with Cardinal Bloom at Kilby and you can only play Kilby so many times in a row before, <laughs> before you need a second off. So, yeah. And in the meantime, are you just working on songwriting? Are you taking a little hiatus from music so you can kind of recharge or what are, what are you doing in the off time? I think we're going to try work on a single coming out. We're going to do it with Max again, um, pending pending Simon's injury. We'll oh. see. We'll see how, <laughs> see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, then, but also just, like, a lot of writing. I think this is the year we're going to really start to write this record. So, yeah, that's the goal. A record, like a whole album? A whole album is wow. is the idea, which will be fun to do. <laughs> I think, yeah, just like after putting out like a, like a body of work, like the EP, I kind of like really got addicted to like a vision or like a, like a concept or like, and I want to keep pursuing that. So, yeah. Are there any uh, maybe like directions or themes you can kind of hint at that you might want to go with this full length LP? I don't know. <laughs> we've got there's one. I think there's only one new song that we got that we've got written for it. Yeah, the theme is, of uh, of being in love with famous people. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys got celebrity crushes? Yeah, it's <laughs> when like a celebrity crush is, and then you like meet your celebrity crush. And then you're like not you're like not cool about it. <laughs> That's the main theme of the whole record. <laughs> is this based on any anecdotes or anything? Is yeah, it, it is. <laughs> uh, we saw we saw Jockstrap this this fall at Soundwell, and I don't know. I felt like like I worked at Randy's and I worked at at Junadio, and like I felt like I got to like meet like famous people and I like would not freak out like I like like uh I set up for a lot of the killers record for pressure machine I met Brandon Flowers a ton of times and like I just was like I learned how to like contain like and be like a normal person but I don't know something about seeing uh Georgia Ellerly from Jockstrap really <laughs> really was not I was not cool about it at all and we were like, I don't know. this. It's like embarrassing. There's a video of me like, like staring at her <laughs> while I'm playing. And I, it's like, it's like cartoonish. Yeah, it's like y you're the only person in the shot, just like looking up, <laughs> mouth wide open, light lights are on you. Is it like that Lego Batman gif? It's it's literally like it's that. Just it's just literally <laughs> it's literally like that. And I, I don't know. I know I was like front row. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I, I was totally not cool about it. And then she, like, came out after. Because they're, like, they're, like, a big band. I think they're playing Coachella this year. Like, they're Black they're Country. doing very well. I don't think Josh Shep is, but Black Country's playing. Oh, are they? Yeah, Coachella. Um, anyway, so, but they pu they're putting away their own gear after the show. And I was just, like, standing there. And I, like, like just kept, like, trying to talk to her. And I just, like, kept stuttering. It was so embarrassing. And I like went home and I was like, what just happened to me? Like this was like the worst thing ever. So Georgia, if you're listening, 
I'm super cool. <laughs> I'm way chill. I use a Fender amp. I use a Fender amp and I don't <laughs> practice. Yeah. So that whole the whole record will be about that. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah, it'll be awesome. It'll be a very very niche. Uh, <laughs> very relatable though. Yeah, the uh, few the, the few <laughs> and the proud will understand. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on. <laughs> <with this question. laughs> so, Hurtado, how, this is kind of a basic question, but how did that name come about? I kind of, I like saying it, though. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just my last name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had done. It's a cool last name. It's a cool last it name. It's, cool. it's a Peruvian name. It's a Spanish, Spanish name. Um, yeah, I'd done a lot of like solo, like acoustic stuff when I first started playing music and I felt like just like under my name, say I'm Hurtado. And I was like, well, if I just like call the band Hurtado, then people will still be like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy play at the coffee shop to three people. <laughs> like Le I should go see his band. <laughs> the OG Sam Hurtado stuff on Spotify is pretty funny to listen to. Yeah. It's like auto-tuned out. Yeah. Like just after the rap era, into the oh. indie era. <laughs> Sorry to mean that. Yeah, it was. I guess I didn't deep dive enough. To, <laughs> to I I think it. I took a lot of it down. So. So there was a rap era. There was a rap era. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's two rap <laughs> albums <laughs> out there that exist. And how did that transition go from like rap to indie? <laughs> you, guys sound, you guys sound like you're very comfortable in your indie. Uh, <laughs> you don't like see any, you know. there's no rap yeah. elements left over. Uh, th I guess the transition just happened in COVID. And I also like the rap stuff was just like a joke. <laughs> but I just, I it was a joke, but I treated it very seriously. And I would like push it really hard to like my high school friends. And then I graduated high school and I was like, well... I don't need to make rap anymore. <laughs> it's okay. You're like the local, uh, the SoundCloud rapper in everyone's class? I, I literally, yeah, I was. <laughs> well, for any uh, SoundCloud rappers out there, there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> yeah, the, the arc of, of SoundCloud rap to, to Django Pop is... I feel like it was pretty smooth. <laughs> I mean, it, it went was well. just rap one day and then you woke up and it's like, okay, Django. Did you just slow down your your rap lyrics? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I wasn't a very I wasn't a very good rapper either. Sometimes like my high school friends will like repeat like lines that I said. Um man, they sent me one today. I should read it. It's so like I really wish I was better at it. Cuz then I I just feel like if I was better at it maybe it would have been funnier, but the fact that it's bad is like not funny. <laughs> um, We're checking the receipts here in the studio. <laughs> Declining the Bacardi, I'm LeBron with the Sprite, rolling up the Smarties, and I'm out for the night. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you tell me if I had a future. <laughs> I think that might be all the time we have in the studio. <laughs> 
for coming on and being silly. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I think, like, that's a that's a good story, and like I think people will, uh, I don't know, empathize with it. I guess. Yeah, I think if you really dig deep enough, you can find them out there. But I did. I felt like I did a pretty good job on like really like hiding them away <laughs> from from the internet's view for better for the betterment of the of the people i think i remember simon's old soundcloud songs too mm-hmm. i wasn't rapping but you have a lot of great soundcloud songs i should i should be able to more yeah any last minute shout outs you want to give for or events you want to plug in I don't. Shout out Simon Paulo. Shout out Simon. He's shout here. out Will. In spirit. Shout out Will. Um, shout out Ku. Mm. Go Utes. Go Utes. No Fender shout out. Oh shoot! Yeah, shout out uh, my Fender amp. <laughs> shout out not practicing. Mm. Um, spend money on gear. Spend money on your gear. You will use all of it. Man, this would have been a really good plug if I was like selling gear. Dude, yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll sell some gear and be merch coming. Yeah, Yeah. that too. Sure, (laughs) (laughs) you can buy a Hurtado shirt and a chorus pedal. I'm yeah. I'm gonna sell my. I'm gonna sell Will's chorus pedal. He doesn't get it anymore. Shout out Jockstrap. Shout out Jockstrap. Shout out Georgia. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's all we got. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Make sure to check out their new EP. Um, we're waiting on that single, waiting on that album, and go check them out at a show. All right, that looks like all the time we have today. Thanks for coming into the studio, Hurtado, and thanks for listening um, to Local for Locals. Today we got a great behind-the-scenes look and can't wait to see what the future holds for Hurtado. Stay jangling. Cause it's gone for a while